This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Human Centipede 3. 100% politically incorrect. Fuck you, Brett. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And I'll amend that to Fuck you, Hotlanta. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, so he suggests this movie and then bails on us. Yeah. He had quote unquote car troubles to deal with. Yeah. I should have also had car troubles. <laughs> yeah, since you record this at your house. Well, yeah, but I would have just said I was somewhere else. Yeah. Well, we did that once already last week. <laughs> Granted, I was also busy, but... So, yeah, I guess I guess we got stuck watching this movie, Human Centipede 3, as suggested by Hotlanta, and then not watched by Hotlanta. Yeah. So, fuck you, Hotlanta. Indeed. So, Chris, how does this movie start? Uh, well, oh God, I don't remember exactly how it starts already. It starts with the ending of Human Centipede 2, Chris. Oh, yeah. And then, okay, so, because this movie's like super meta, guys. So the the guy from Human There's Centipede only, 2. I'm the only other person on this podcast, Chris. You you can't say guys. I meant guys as in the audience. We do have women who listen to this podcast, Chris. I meant guys is just a generic group down. Jeez. I'm not sure that's how that works. What? Apparently apparently the, the hip thing to say these days for that is y'all. No, I don't think I I don't think I'll do that. How about you all? I will I will definitely over enunciate you all. <laughs> you all. You all. <laughs> so you all. And uh so the the lead actor from Human Centipede two is also the accountant now in Adolf Human Centipede. Give uh, on the count of the fact that he looks like the fucking dad from well, the uncle from Harry Potter, but he has like the Hitler mustache. So we'll call him Adolf Dursley. And he's working for the warden at this prison, who is the guy from the first human centipede, the doctor man. And I think can best be described as Sheriff Joe Arpaio doing a Christopher Walken impression. Yeah. As played by uh, James Carville. Yeah, it's uh, a choice that they made with his character. Yeah. There was a choice made. There were a series of choices made during this movie. That led to this movie. We are dubious. And, uh... Yeah, that's putting it mildly. And uh, they're having prison troubles, 
I guess uh, the privatized prison industry not working out as well as it should be for them. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, like what a guard got shanked. I think it was the issue this time. Yeah, but overall, they're spending a lot of money on medical treatment, and I forget what else they listed. Uh, food is very expensive. You got to feed them. Yeah, which is weird because I have I work for a company that has bought and warehoused and sold like food for the airline industry. And when stuff has expired, one thing you can do is send sell it to a company that supplies foods to prisons. Like you do. So. And we saw it like at like 10 cents to the dollar. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure they're not paying a whole lot for food. Yeah. And uh, the accountant man, Adolf Huxley or whatever. Adolf Dursley. Did you not watch any of the Harry Potter movies, Chris? Uh, I think I watched the first one. Uh, what kind of... Hurt. What kind of human are you in the tw- the the twenty first century? You haven't watched at least like three Harry Potter movies. That's just not my bag. But like, I just feel like it it's it's impossible to avoid them. Well, I've also managed to not watch a sizable chunk of Marvel movies, so <sighs> <sighs> I I don't even know what to say about you, Chris. That's fair. <laughs> Although you were the best podcaster last week. That's that's true. I was here ready to go. Guys? Guys? Yeah, guys. Starting to think this isn't happening. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know you don't read Facebook, but I uh, the Facebook post did say that you this week you were the best podcaster and that will probably never happen again. <laughs> Both true statements. Yep. Your mom liked it. That's that's the important thing. <laughs> and uh, let's see. So what's going on? Oh, yeah. The accountant man's Adolf Harry Potter reference. Dursley. Dursley. He's, he's like, hey, I got a plan here, Joe. Here's how we're going to fix everything. And he's like, yeah, I don't want to hear nothing about your weird poop movie. I have an idea. Let's use medieval torture. Yeah. Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, times 100. Yeah, and he's, uh... So, yeah, he busts up the arm of, uh... The Devo. guy, uh, Devo, who shanked the guard. Yep. Which was impressive, because this, like, fucking 60-year-old man has the upper body strength to snap a dude's arm. Yeah, and, like... The dude who plays Debo is not a small dude. In fact, he's like quite a not he's quite a large dude, like in the linebacker way. Yeah. And so uh that happens, I guess. Yep. And we're back at the warden's office when uh so Bree Bree Olsen walks into the warden's office. This week on Glory Hole Princess. And uh, 
she she's the secretary secretary slash sexual assault recipient yeah it's it's not not great no no not in not in any way she has a a package that he can tell what's in the package the warden warden Joe by the way her ass is moving I guess yes uh, yeah I'm not sure how that was is that like, is that like reading tea leaves or coffee grounds yeah it, it works through him you know yeah he's, he's just a conduit just, he, yeah he gets a feeling and the feeling travels out of his mouth and it says what's in the baggage What's in the box? What's in the box? And, uh... Uh... What is in the box, Chris? What's in the box, Chris? What's in the box? Well, obviously, it's, uh, imported clitorises. Dried clitorises. (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, for strength. Duh. Yeah. Uh, Because it's that kind of movie. <laughs> and and just keep in mind anytime the warden is speaking if um, he's he's not at 11 this dude is at like 177 <laughs> yeah he's at like it, if he's like at scientific notation you know 10 to the 11th power yeah he is just fucking balls out the entire time it's it is madness almost. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't actually have his balls out at some point in this movie and then shout about how great his balls were. Yeah. But, but yeah, but he's also got like, he's trying to do like a Texas accent, but kind of slips into like his German accent every now and then, which could make sometimes maybe what he says really confusing and hard to understand. Yeah. Well, he doesn't say anything. He shrieks everything. That is true, yes. I don't think the guy spoke at a normal volume except for maybe twice in the entire movie. Yep. And uh, he uh, takes a break to receive a phone call threatening him, which makes him go crazy. Yeah. But more crazy, I guess. Yeah, he goes full on like, I mean, yeah, he just goes full freak out. And then, of course, Adolf Dursley is like, calls back, calls down to the, the guard station and is like, what's going on? Like, oh, yeah, the prisoner so-and-so must have used his his family, his weekly family call to call the, the warden. We won't let that happen again. Yeah. Then uh, we get some more uh, shrill shouting. A uh, boiling water waterboard a guy? Yeah, which... So, yes, yeah, so they bring water, and he's like, oh, guys, I said boiling water, not just... No, I'm sorry. He, You know, he kind of, like, gently says, you know, guys, I appreciate the effort, but, you know, I really wanted, like, boiling water for the boiling Maybe you could bring me some boiling water for this, just, you know, to make things extra special. Yeah. That's how he says it, right, Chris? Yeah, he says it in a calm, yeah. respectful manner. Not yeah. at all Except like a for, maniac. Like, then they bring him, 
they bring him quote unquote boiling water, which is neither bubbling nor steaming. Yeah. And it's in a metal pail that he handles with his bare hands. And then he pours it onto the guy's face and then it starts steaming. Yeah. Clash boiling water move right there. If I've ever seen it. Yeah. I mean like, and it's, it's a nitpick, but they're just kind of, one of those things where you're like, if you're going to call it boiling water, at least like maybe try to make it look like, and then you're going to go to the, go to the trouble of making it look like it when it's being, after it's been poured on someone like, come on, come on. Yeah. I mean, I know it's hard to believe that maybe not a lot of effort went into this. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. Though, like when they pull the towel off the guy's face and it's all bloody, that kind of looked cool. But again, like boiling water is not going to make your face like ooze blood like that. But you know, whatever. I was okay with that because it looked kind of gnarly. Yeah. And then uh, the next day, later that day, I don't know. Time is meaningless in this. That's very true, actually. The uh, the governor. Pays a little the, visit. The governor. Yep. And uh, he's like, hey guys, your prison is a horrible nightmare. You're uh, basically terrible at this. I'm going to come back in like two weeks or something. And if you don't have this prison under control, you're both fired. Because somehow the warden and accountant are equally responsible for the running of the prison? But Chris, I think you missed the most important takeaway from this whole meeting. And that is that the governor only smokes the finest of the world's finest cigars, Cuban cigars. Oh, yeah. And, and Warden Joe Arpaio uh, is highly offended that that someone born in the greatest country in the world, the United fucking States of America could possibly smoke a commie cigar like a Cuban cigar. Yeah, because this movie was filmed in 1956. And he mentions it no fewer than three times that the governor smokes fucking communist cigars. That commie motherfucker. Yeah. And then as the governor's leaving, I will give him credit for yelling about his uh, 100 megaton balls repeatedly. <laughs> Wait, now who who yelled about their 100 megaton ton balls, Chris? Uh, Joe, Joe Arpaio. Okay, because the way you phrased that, you could have meant that the governor was shouting about his 100 megaton balls. Uh, no, no, he just left. Yeah. <laughs> They they didn't have Eric Roberts shows up for more than two scenes in this movie, Money. Oh, I did like, though, how the warden was like, now, now, Brie Olson, I need you to try to get the governor to touch your boobs so that we can blackmail him with a sexual harassment suit. And then... He the the governor like walks by, kind of gives her like finger guns and walks off. Uh, yeah, he's just like, hey, hey how's it going? <laughs> and she's like, sorry, I couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and considering this dude has like done 
nine times worse things to this poor woman already. Yeah. Oh, we've skipped over everything he's done to her so far. Because I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) That's fine. Needless to say, he's like sexually assaulted her probably twice by now. Yeah. So, uh, Joe, Joe Arpaio is so enraged with the governor's completely accurate depiction of how fucking shit he runs his prison. Yeah. And he decides that the only reasonable thing to do is start castrating people, heads up in a guard tower, gives a weird meandering speech about how they're all getting castrated. Yeah. Uh, singles out one of them. Tattoo guy. Yeah, tattoo guy. And then uh, cuts his uh, testicles out, rubs a bunch of blood on his face, and demands that they're cooked for his lunch. Yep, because what else are you going to do with them? And uh, he eats them for lunch while forcing his secretary to satisfy him. Orally. Orally. And and then uh when she finishes, yeah, she complains about the taste. So she she takes a piece of candy out of the jar on his desk, which is of course a dried clitoris. Yeah, and that's a little something we call the punchline. Yeah, and she comments about she's like, Oh, this is salty. Yeah. Payoff. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh and then he says something like and then Sheriff Jerry Warden Joe Arpaio said something about God bless female circumcision because he is probably the worst human being ever committed to video. Yeah. Yeah, he's not great. Which I kind of wish Brett was here for because there was that episode a few months ago when Brett made a joke about female circumcision not knowing it was a real thing. And then when he found out it was, announced that he he was a monster. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> even but Hotlanta like, could learn. Yep. <laughs> even Hotlanta. The monkey can learn, yeah. So, uh, uh, Warden Joe, he's, he's feeling down. He's like, all right, fine. Let's hear your brilliant scheme to fix the prison. And... Adolf Huxtable is like, <laughs> I've totally got it. I watched these human centipede movies, and we're going to make a giant prison human centipede. Out of and, all 500 prisoners. Yeah. And don't worry, I got a medical expert, director of the movies, Tom Six. He's going to come in and help. Now, granted, when people say his name... Half the people say Tom Sex, and half the people say Tom Six, which I think is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Because the director at no time corrects the way they say his name. <laughs> yeah. And uh, at some point around here, Warden Joe has a, a dream sequence in which all the prisoners catch him in the mess hall uh, and rape him in the kidney. Well, yeah, tattoo guys like, oh, I'm not gonna rape you in the butt. I'm gonna cut a hole into your soft kidney tissue and fuck you there. 
and then proceeds to do it. And then he wakes up on the floor with like a hot cigar in his back because he apparently just randomly passed out, probably from drinking too much liquor that he keeps in his desk drawer. Yeah. Oh, sorry, on the top of his desk. Yeah, you know, classy. Yeah. And I'm not sure where this happens in the movie, but I was going to confirm there is a scene where the sheriff is naked and passed out on the bathroom floor next to a toilet with a broken bottle of liquor near him. I mean, I don't remember it, but... Is that what that was supposed to represent? There was, like, a naked, hairless dude on a bathroom floor next to a toilet with broken glass around him. So I'm thinking what that was supposed to represent was the warden like drank too much fucking liquor, went to go puke, but passed out and broke the bottle of liquor he was holding. Yeah, that seems reasonable. Okay. Also, I like to I would like to mention, since Chris completely glossed over it, that when Tom Six is in this movie, he repeats multiple times about how the the human centipede is medically accurate. Yeah, and um, yeah, he says that like multiple times. Like, it's medically accurate, one hundred percent medically accurate. Yeah, and then they also talk about, and then they're like, "Oh, so how does it feel to have your movie become like a meme?" You know, with like South Park doing the human sent IP iPad, and so and so, some other people like doing a spoof on your movie. Oh yeah, there was like some like was like a porn spoof, right? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, porn parody. And uh, I was like, okay, like when is this dude going to start, you know, stop stroking his dick so we can get back to the movie now? <laughs> yeah, and I just have to give Tom Six credit for having the bravery to wear the most ill-fitting suit I've ever seen in my entire life repeatedly. Although Eric Roberts... Suit jacket went down to about his knees. Did you notice that? <laughs> well, yeah, he wasn't going to... They didn't pay him for altering his wardrobe. Yeah. He's like, guys, you have 47 minutes. I told you that up front. I actually stopped want... here on the way to anything else in the entire world besides this. <laughs> if you want to spend more than five minutes in, in wardrobe, that's your problem, not mine. <laughs> yeah. Clock's ticking. So, uh, I love how they bill him as the star as well. The star of this movie is Eric Roberts, according to all the billing or all yeah. the promotional materials, even though he's in it for a less than like 3% of the movie. Yeah, I'm almost in the movie as much as he is. It's like it's like Leprechaun. Like every, every box art you see for Leprechaun now has Jennifer Aniston's face on it because she was in that movie for like – a brief, very brief period of time, but since she is now like the biggest name in that movie, she's on all the images for it. Yeah. Which makes me wonder why on Prime, Masters of the Universe still has Dolph Lundgren as the face of it instead of Courtney Cox. Because he's Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, I would argue, though, that Courtney Cox is the bigger name these days. I mean, he was an Aquaman. That is true, but she was in a Bruce Springsteen music video. That's also true. <laughs> I feel like those are pretty pretty level. 
Yeah. <laughs> comparison. Yeah, I think James Gunn directed both of them. <laughs> no, James Wan. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, James Gunn, James Wan. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's totally right. I'm good with names. I know this kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, the guy, <laughs> Guardians of Annabelle, right? Yeah, Annabelle of the Galaxy, my favorite Marvel movie. <laughs> slash real life haunted doll <laughs> movie. It's, it's, yeah, it's about a bunch of haunted dolls that all get in a spaceship and defend the galaxy <laughs> while listening to like seventies music. <laughs> yeah, one of the dolls is a raccoon. One of the dolls is a tree. <laughs> one well, of them is the wrestler. That actually is kind of true at the end. <laughs> Yeah, all right. <laughs> I'll give you that. Point for Troy. <laughs> yep. Uh, so where were we this movie? They were... Oh, yes, they're going to make a human centipede. A prisoner human centipede. Yeah. And and then they have a discussion as to whether or not the that the war, uh, warden Joe Arpaio should tell them that they're going to become parts of the the prisoner human centipede, or if they should just spring this on them like like anal. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> but uh, cooler heads prevail, so they decide to show the prisoners both of the human centipede movies. And the prisoners are all like, what is this shit? Like, why are we watching this? This is fucking terrible. Yeah. According to IMDb, the stuff the prisoners shout is actually stuff that were, there were reviews of the first two movies. Okay. That's pretty good. I, I, I will give Tom six legitimate credit for that. Yeah. Cause he obviously has a sense of humor. <laughs> And so, uh, Warden Joe I wish he shows up. would have up. displayed it in this movie. Yeah. So Warden Joe comes out after the movies are over, and he's like, "Congratulations, this is what's going to happen to you." And here's the weird thing: uh, a bunch of violent convicts don't like the idea of being sewn ass to mouth, so they sort of prison riot. Weird. Although I will say the best line that the, the maybe the best line that the warden has in the entire movie is when he says, "You're going to be part of a human centipede, which means you might you might actually become human finally." <laughs> I'll give him credit for that as well. And uh, so a riot breaks out. Uh, old uh, Adolf, whatever, Dursley, Dursley. And Ward and Joe run to the office. They uh, lock the poor fucking secretary out in the middle of the prison riot. And she gets just beat up. Yeah, like Debo just decks her. Yeah, just beats her face in. Uh, Ward and Joe jumps out the window. Yep. Because <laughs> his fucking cowardice knows no bounds, apparently. Yeah. And he has an assault rifle. Yes. I mean, you would think, like, maybe you feel like you had the upper hand at that point, but I guess not. I mean, he was a good guy with a gun. He should have been completely safe. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know, the riot team shows up and they subdue everyone? 
Yeah, somehow they magically get them all back into their cells, and they never really explain how that happens. So, uh, good old Warden Joe Apirgo, or whatever. <laughs> Arpaio. <laughs> yeah, sure. Walking. Yeah. He uh, goes to everybody's cell and <laughs> shoots them with syringes that are jammed into bullet casings, which is just hilarious to me. Yeah, like, we can't afford a fucking Trank gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, guys, I don't know if you know how gunpowder and syringes would interact with each other like that, but I don't think it's going to work how you want it to. <laughs> Still, and, I was I was there for that, I will admit. So, um, he tranks them all out, and, um, they take him down to medical where <laughs> disgraced fucking licenseless doctor guys getting everything ready. Yeah, they have what three teams? No, they have five teams, five surgical teams working around the clock, sewing three three convicts together at a time to then be transported to the 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 surgical tent out in the the whatever prison yard to then be sewn into the rest of the he, prisoner human centipede and they keep saying prisoner human centipede they they don't ever just refer to it as a human generic in any way human centipede they're very specific that this is a prisoner human centipede well yeah they're not monsters <sighs> So, uh, some some people, though, aren't fit for this human centipede. There's uh, the one guy who has... With the colostomy bag? Yeah. Okay. And... Go yeah, on. So, this part annoyed the crap out of me, no pun intended. Um, they, uh, they're like, oh, well, he has a colostomy bag, so he can't poop into another prisoner's mouth. So, obviously, we he's completely useless to us. Except for as the end of the human centipede. Well, I mean, congratulations. You just put more thought into this movie than anybody else did. Yeah, apparently. Because I was like, what the fuck? Like, what? Why is this even a problem? The dude who can't poop, you put him at the end. Because it yeah. doesn't matter what happens to his poop. Yeah, that's fair. So, but instead, instead... Warden Joe Arpaio rips out the colostomy bag because the guy could be faking. Because, you know, people fake colostomy bags all the fucking oh, time, yeah. apparently. I've got one in my car just in case the need arises. <laughs> so, yeah, so Chris, Chris straps one on so that the private investigator for that insurance claim doesn't realize <laughs> that Chris is faking it. <laughs> yeah. Stall him. Stall him. I got to get my poop sacked on. <laughs> So he rips it out and realizes, okay, I guess the guy actually needed this. Well, fuck him. And then takes his, what, 357 Magnum revolver, shoves it into the wound and fires. And in a fit of reasonableness, the director decided that not just blood and guts are going to come out, but a bunch of poop as well because the guy can't poop. Yeah. Hilarious. 
but the warden then hands the gun to, uh, or holds the gun out to uh, Adolf Dursley and says, clean this, or wash this off, oil it, and then disinfect it. <laughs> yeah. Which is pretty good. Or maybe he says, wash, clean, you know, clean it, disinfect it, and then oil it, which actually is what, you know, which is you know, reasonable. Yeah, you'd want to, I'm sure. But then, uh, yes, he has to shoot someone else at this point, right? I well, don't yeah, first, why. It, first it's the guy with Crohn's disease. Oh, yes. Which, he he always has the diarrhea. Yes. Which is not how Crohn's actually works, because I have some friends who have Crohn's. And yeah, that's not... Yeah. That is not 100% medically accurate. And it's not really, like, good to make a joke about. Well... Because they, they, they can suffer a lot sometimes. I, there's a lot of stuff that's not good to make jokes about in this movie. Well, then, then there's probably lots of things that aren't going to make jokes about that we make jokes about in other episodes, but whatever. Yeah. What's up, Kettle? You're looking kind of black today. My name is Pot. And, uh... He decides he's getting attached. The warden says, attach it to tattoo guy who I cut his balls off. Says, ah, he'll get more poop than the other ones, I guess. I don't. Yeah, I mean, in output can't be more than input, right? Yeah, so I don't know. Math, not much, I guess. Yeah. And um, then they come across a. Uh, Poor secretary who is now in a coma from, you know, getting beaten halfway to death. And what is the only reasonable thing to do with, with you know, to when you see your secretary in a coma? Well, you, you, you get a big heart on and then you, uh, you rape her in a coma. Yes. At least Obviously. if you're this warden. Yeah. Not if I'm, you're Chris. No, not me personally. <laughs> so everybody just put down the phones. Yeah. <laughs> We're not saying that Chris would do this. We're just saying that the character in this movie did this. Yeah, and it was it was fucking horrible. Yeah. Cuz you know, why can't this movie not be horrible? Yeah, just for like a minute, just like for for just a minute or two, can you not? Yeah. Wait, There's wait. like no like uplifting point to this movie. Oh, Chris, you skipped over, you glossed over why Brie Olsen was even his secretary. Oh. Well, uh, Warden Warden Joe uh, managed to get her dad released early so he could blackmail her into, uh, you know, being constantly sexually assaulted. Yeah, because he's a good guy. Yeah. Hooray. Ooh. So now, uh, Old Tom Six comes back because his only stipulation for his, I don't know, expert fucking medical opinion. Yeah, his 100% medically accurate opinion was that he got to watch it. He wanted to see somebody get straight up real ass to mouth sewed. Not that fake movie shit, son. Nope. (laughs) And like, uh,. So he shows up and he watches it and he's like, oh, wait, no, that's nasty. Well, and he's like kind of grossed out by it. But then they show like, then they show him somebody getting their like arms and legs sawn off 
Yeah. And then he pukes onto a window. Yeah. Oh, also they shot a guy who ate his own poo. Yeah, because they want they, they this is supposed to be punishment, Chris. So if you enjoy eating poo, you can't be in the human centipede. No, but sorry, the prisoner human centipede. Yeah, you might be okay for a regular human centipede, but not for the prisoner human centipede trademark. Yes. Uh. So uh they've done it. They they made a 500 person prisoner human centipede prisoner. A hundred percent medical accurate one at that. Yep. Uh, Although, like, they did take great care in showing the how they had sewed the 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 sewing of the of the one man's mouth to one man's anus, and like drawing them together slowly by pulling on the string. <laughs> yeah, which like I don't think that would work the way they showed that working, but whatever. No, but they had to definitely like show lovingly show that the the guy's mouth going to their guy's anus that was probably like the most caring shot in the whole movie or at least the shot that had the most like thought put into it so um which probably says something about this movie a lot about this movie yeah don't worry we'll get there but anyway, Chris, we have a 500-person prisoner human centipede. Yeah. Just in time for the governor to come back. And, man, they are so excited to show it to him, too, because they think that he is going to be like, fuck, yeah, this is amazing. Like, this is the future of a fucking penal rehabilitation right here. Uh, let's, let's, like, you're going to be, a, you're a fucking genius. You're God damn it, Gump, you're gonna be a fucking general one day. Yeah. And uh so they they're like, hey man, we got this prison thing licked. We know what's up. Come on out to the yard. Let us let us show you what we've been working on. And he's and, uh And Eric Roberts acts the hell out of his reaction shot. Like he I will say that that reaction shot is probably the best reaction shot you could hope for from an actor when you tell them that they are supposed to be viewing a 500 person, I'm sorry, a 500 person prison human centipede. Yeah. And the, they're walking around the, the 500 person prisoner human centipede and they're like, you know, laying out some numbers, some facts, figures. Debo's at the head. Yeah. Uh, they accidentally uh, sewed the secretary into it. Whoops. Yep. And uh, the 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 problem was though that the last guy is his uh, anus wasn't clean enough. Yeah. Because and then so they make Adolf Dursley wipe it with his handkerchief, and then they make sure to like show it towards the camera a couple times. Yeah. Like, to, to show that there's poop in his handkerchief. And they do reveal their plans for the upgraded perpetual motion version <laughs> of the human centipede, though. Yeah. Or Where prisoner human you centipede. Feed the, you feed the, the head of the centipede a whole bunch of food, and then you sew his mouth to the end of the centipede, and somehow they just keep... They survive off of the... Uh... No, they're, they were going to inject them 
Oh yeah, with, with, uh, with vitamins and, and Gatorade vitamins. or whatever. I don't fucking yeah. You know, it, it, whatever it was, it was a hundred percent medically accurate. Oh, rest assured, it was a hundred percent medically accurate. And so they uh they head to the infirmary, and they're like, "So, Governor, what's up? Where where's the high five at? How do you like me now? We solve crime." And he's Are like, you "Not entertained." He's like, "Hey guys, uh, the fuck is wrong with the both of you? Fucking seriously, yeah. <laughs> like you're going to." It's a human rights violation. It is an ethical violation. You are going to get the goddamned death penalty. What the fuck, guys? He has the the reaction that you should fucking have. Yeah. And he just storms off. And they're like, hmm, that didn't go as planned. And I will give the warden credit for uh, immediately trying to throw Adolf under the bus. Yep. <laughs> Because, as we all know, the accountants have the power, right? That is, that's very true, Chris. I knew you would agree. <laughs> and uh, so they're kind of like, oh, no, what do we do? What do we do? The doctor shows they, up. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, we did it, guys. I can't fucking wait to do this to more people nationwide. And I was like, I'm going to be given, like, symposiums, and they're going to reinstate my medical license, and why are you shooting me? Yeah. So, uh, Eric Roberts, though, he's out in the limo, he thinks about it, and heads back in, and he's like, mm, you know what, after 40 seconds of thought, turns out this is the best plan I've ever heard, I'll probably be president, and you guys are... Literal geniuses. Perfect. Fund it. Like, great. Let's do this. Yeah. And then he shoots the accountant. Yeah, then Eric Roberts walks out because they can't afford him for any longer than that. And then they like, then like, yeah, the sheriff and the accountant are hugging. And then the sheriff puts his gun to the guy's head and blows his brains out. Yeah. So now he's the only genius. Yeah, he's the sole genius. That's that's this fucking thing we watched. So, Chris, what did you think of this movie? Well, when it wasn't busy being boring as all fuck, it was busy being just a hate-filled fucking mess. It's, it is so, so trying to be crass and offensive and over the top, but, like, nobody got the memo that that only works when you play it straight, because everybody thinks this is a goddamn comedy of some sort. Like... Well, everybody in the movie thinks it's yeah. a comedy of some sort. All the actors, apparently, all I can figure is Tom Six was like, okay, this is a hilarious dark comedy. It's a meta-commentary on the first two movies and the prison industrial complex, because those are two things that should mesh well together, said no one. <laughs> and uh, it's... The, the guy, the warden... He is so over the top, just the whole time. 
is just balls out. I'm surprised the guy can fucking talk still after the fucking screaming and nonsense he went through. Well, I mean, the the movie literally ends with him screaming into a megaphone for like seven and a half minutes straight. Yeah, it's just, just madness. Ah! And it's... This movie is such a bad decision, layered on bad decisions, and it makes you look back at the first Human Centipede and go, yeah, that was actually a, a very nuanced take on what would happen if a doctor went all crazy. Now, like, Chris, would you say it's like one person had a bad idea and crafted it out into someone else's head, who then, like, crafted it out into someone else's head, and yes. so on? Yeah, except for it was just one man who was crapping his own bad ideas back into his own mouth. So it was like a perpetual motion bad idea machine. Yeah, he was a singular human centipede. <laughs> and I don't I don't understand how they got the money to make this. I don't know if Tom Six really made that much money off of the first two that he could just fund this thing himself because it's just fucking it's not even bad. It's just boring. It's like a 14-year-old kid wrote it who was trying to be as edgy as he could possibly be. But he's 14, so he doesn't know how to be edgy aside from poop. And it's... Oh, so you're saying he's a 14-year-old edgelord. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And it, I don't think this movie has, like, a soundtrack. Like, I don't recall there being any music or anything. Yeah, I don't either. I guess they blew their budget on Eric Roberts and various poop foley work. <laughs> I mean, if you really want to be the kind of person who said, I watched all the Human Centipede movies, then I don't know why you'd do that. I'm not going to tell anybody I've seen all of them. Uh, but you're the only one of us who has, Chris. <laughs> oh, fuck, you're right. <laughs> Ah, well, that's a fucking terrible distinction, I guess. Achievement unlocked. Yeah. <laughs> Achievement unlocked. Sadness. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, skip it. Don't don't bother. It's not crass enough to be entertaining or make you go, oh, that's real gross. I can't believe they got away with that. It's just boring. It's just a boring slog, and eventually people poop in the, each other's mouths. It's the human centipede. What do you think was going to fucking happen? I mean, just skip it. Don't even bother. Yell at Hot Lana. Tell, tell him he's bad and he should feel bad because he brought it up. Mr. Troy, thoughts? Uh, okay, so not having seen the first two movies, but have having them quickly explained to me, prior to this podcast. Um, the first movie is a movie in the second movie. As in, in the second movie, the guy watches the first movie. And then in the third movie, someone watches the first and second movies. So, warning to anybody watching the third movie, you could be in the fourth movie. Yeah. So that's, I'm worried about that. 
if maybe this podcast is somehow the Cuban Centipede 4 <laughs> The top movie. six has snuck cameras into your house. I mean, if I wake up and my mouth is attached to someone else's butt, I guess I'll know that, that, that I'm in the fourth one. Um, and I hate that I have to worry about that. Um, yeah, I mean, the two best actors, well, okay, the three best actors in this movie are Eric Roberts, the tattooed guy, and Brie Olson. And Brie Olson, I mean, she's a porn star, so you kind of like, like, oh, porn stars, can they really act? Apparently she can act better than actors that get paid probably more than she did. So you should be angry about that, Brie Olson. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like this movie is like seemed like it was trying to satirize the first two movies, but you're not allowed to satirize your own work and then be like, ha ha ha, look how clever I am because you created those two previous pieces of work, you piece of shit. <laughs> like you still have to, those are still yours. Yeah. You can't, you know, you can't be like, ah, oh, look, I made fun of these movies. All right. Clever. No, cause they're your fucking movies. So fuck you. Um, yeah, this movie kind of made me angry for having watched it. The movie itself didn't make me angry. Cause like, an accent for so long before I get angry and uh, yeah I don't know like just this movie was a bad idea start to end to start to end to start to end to start to end and um, yeah it shouldn't have been made the first one probably shouldn't have been made but at least you know like so I could see someone sitting around in their living room with their friends smoking a bunch of weed going Hey guys, wouldn't it be amazing if we made a movie about some dude who sews people's bu- mouths to other people's butts? And everyone's going, <laughs> yeah, that, that's a great idea, dude. You should like, you should make a movie about that. And then they did. But okay, fine. You got that out of your system. You didn't need to make a second one. And for for fuck's sake, you certainly didn't need to make a third one. Um, I hate that I paid to watch this movie. So if for some goddamn reason you feel the urge to watch this movie, pirate it for the love of God. Do not give Tom six, Tom sex, any of your money. We have already given him enough money for everybody who has ever watched this movie. Yeah. Your granddaddy did on our account. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I will suggest that you don't watch this movie, not because it's gross or it's shocking or any of that, just because it's a bad movie. Yeah. Sigh. So, yeah. So, Chris, what are you watching next week? Because I won't be here for a number of week, uh, weeks. We're going to watch The Curse from 1980-something. Yeah, and I will suggest anyone who uh, wants to watch this, go to Amazon Prime, search for is it Smash Screams. Yeah, I think so. Something weird like that. And I think that's all one word. But it's Smash Screams colon The Curse. Yeah. And if you see weird like MS Paint barnyard art, you've made it. Yep, that's the one. And And I say that only because there's a special intro on that one that I feel people should not miss because it may be the greatest part of that movie. Yeah. 
And the reason that we know this is because we watched it last weekend and then I got too busy to actually record and so we didn't record an episode on it. Yeah. So there will be no lost episode of Slaughterhouse Princess. God damn it, we're going to record they're they're going to record one anyway cuz I will be traveling in Alaska and potentially eaten by a bear. Yeah, or a moose. I probably won't be eaten by a moose. I believe they don't consume animal flesh. Not that you know. <laughs> and that, that does presume that I, or that is predicated on the fact that I, I think I am an animal. So, Troy, what if people want to tell us, I don't know, something? Well, anything at all, you could email us at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com. You can go to Facebook where we are Slaughterhouse Princess. You can reach us on Twitter at Slaughter Prince, which is Slaughter Princess with no vowels in princess. We have a subreddit at r slash SHP podcast. We're on Discord, which you can reach us at at, uh, discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com. And those are probably the best ways to actually reach out to us. If you'd like to listen to us, we are on Podbean, uh, Stitcher, Google Music, iTunes, other pod wave receivers. And, uh, you, you could uh, also buy some of our merch at store.slaughterhouseprincess.com or you could pledge to our Patreon at patreon.slaughterhouseprincess.com. And our actual website is at slaughterhouseprincess.com. And we also have transcripts of our episodes at transcript.slaughterhouseprincess.com. So come back next time. transcripts. It might be transcripts.slaughterhouseprincess.com. I don't remember. It's a new thing. Yeah, it's one or the other. Yeah. So come back for The Curse, featuring uh, more Hot Lana and less Troy. Yep. And while other podcasts think about movies, I'm pretty sure that uh, Chris Hotlanta will be drinking about movies. Bye. Banquet frozen dinners of fucking scenery chewing.